Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Let's jump right into the word. I want to talk to you today about being stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle. Today is the threshold. We've already lived out six months of 2018. Half a year left to go. Many of us started this year in a 21-day fast. We came to New Year's Day service. We had a list of goals or resolutions or things that you wanted to see God do in your life. Where are you right now? What has God done? What has he brought you through? What have you experienced? Were there some things that were unexpected that were dropped in your journey? See, I find that a day like today lets me reflect on where I've been and all that God has done. Evaluate where I'm at and where I'm going. But it also allows me to reprioritize some things. Because in the journey of faith, you have to be willing to allow God to continually align you. Because alignment always precedes assignment. And when you allow him to align you with his word and reprioritize things so that you can keep the main thing, the main thing. See, there's a lot of things in your life that are good things. They just may not be God things. They're not bad. They're not bad and they're good. But when you allow the God things of your life to have priority, the good things can follow. When you allow the kingdom to be established, he said, pray like this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The Bible said when we seek after his kingdom and his righteousness, everything else will fall in place. In Mark chapter five, we see a young man that had a young family and he encounters Jesus and there is a need in his life. And we're gonna journey through his journey with him. Mark chapter five. Reading in verse 21. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake. Aren't you glad there's always the other side of the situation? The other side of the circumstance? Where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore, then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. That's the beginning of the journey. That's how it started. He's waiting on Jesus. He's in a posture of worship. He begins this journey the right way. He has a need, but he knows unless Jesus is invited into his home and into the need, nothing will change. That's how the journey started. Here's how the journey ended. Verse 37. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and would let, not let anyone go in except Peter, James, and John. And when they came to the synagogue, home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why are, 
Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She is only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the little girl's father and mother and three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, or which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. I love that. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. I believe by the end of 2018, God wants you to be overwhelmed by his grace and amazed by his miraculous purpose in your life. That's the end of the story. Isn't that awesome? He starts out in a posture of worship and he ends up in amazement of what God has done in his house. But let's go to the middle of the story. Mark chapter 25, verse 25. In their journey, the Bible said they were stopped. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. And she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe or the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of this terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him that she had, what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your suffering is over. While he was speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. Your daughter is dead. There's no use of troubling the teacher now. But Jairus overheard them, but Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, do not be afraid, just have faith. I'm not going to preach a long time today because we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for some of you in this house. For some of you, your year has started out in a blaze and it's just kept going. You started out in a posture of worship. We came in declaring in 21 days of fasting and diving into the word and pressing in worship that God was going to do the miraculous. And it's been just that for you. But for others, they started out in a posture of worship and they begin to journey with Jesus, believing for things in their life and in their house believing for a turnaround, a new season, expecting God to show up, but in the middle of the journey. That's what happened with Jairus. He was waiting on Jesus, and he was waiting for him to arrive in his life and go to his house. And when he got there, the Bible said Jesus was standing, and Jairus was on his knees in worship. And the Bible says as Jesus approached him, he began to share his need with Jesus, as many of us do. He said, I need you in my home. My home's 
home's a wreck. I've got issues. My young daughter is dying. My home is broken. And immediately Jesus began to move towards Jairus's house. And Jairus, I believe, is building faith and expectation is growing because every step is a step with Jesus. Every step is a step with the master. Every step is a step of faith. Every step is a step of hope. And the Bible said in the journey, they were moving and maybe just talking about miracles that had happened on the other side of the lake and in other places and how God had done works in people's life before. But in the middle of the journey, something happens. The Bible said Jesus stops and the crowd begins to grow. And the Bible said as the crowd began to grow, this woman that had an issue, I'm telling you, you're not the only one with issues. Sometimes in our journey, we think we're the only one that has issues. And if I can get Jesus to my house, and if I can get him to work in my life, if I can get him to work in my marriage or my finances or my ministry, I'm not worried about anyone else. But I'm telling you, there's other people around you that has needs. And if I will take a self-inventory at times, I may not have it as bad as I think I have it. The Bible said Jesus stopped. He was ministering and somebody snuck up behind him because the Bible said this woman had heard about Jesus. And then she heard he was near and she had went to every doctor she could find and was none better. And the Bible says she was out of money and out of hope. But she heard. The Bible tells me that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Something began to stir in her spirit. If I can just get to Jesus, I don't need a personal audience. I don't need a sit down dinner. If I can just touch him, if I can just get in his presence, if I can just at least get and touch the hem, the bottom of his garment, if I can get to him, I believe I can be made well. And the Bible said this woman that had issues begin to crawl through the crowd and Jairus is just standing over here waiting patiently she's maneuvering through the crowd and the bible said she finally gets to jesus and touches the hem of his garment and the bible said jesus stopped everyone because he knew healing power had left his body the bible said that jesus said who touched me the disciples said are you crazy they're about to run us over we've had to have crowd control These people are crazy. And you want to know who touched you? He said, no, no, somebody didn't just brush up against me. Somebody just didn't come to church today. Somebody touched me with intentionality. Somebody got to my heart today. And the Bible said as he looked around, Jesus knew the whole time because he knows everything. But sometimes he needs us to take responsibility for the issues in our life. And finally, the Bible said when she could be hidden no more, the Bible said she revealed herself and said, it's me. I've got issues and I need you in my life and then he looks at her and says be of good cheer do not fear your faith has made you whole what doctors could not do what money could not do I am going to do in your life I am going to heal you and release you into a greater season that is awesome if you've got issues you're in the right place today matter of fact look at your neighbor and say you've got some issues say I've got some issues We've all got issues. We're human. If you don't, we need to swap places. I need to hear from you today. And this is what the Bible says. While she was receiving a miracle, things were getting worse for Jairus. In the middle of the journey, he is now stuck. 
They are celebrating the goodness of God in someone else's life. The kingdom is erupting in adulation of what had happened in this woman's life. And in the midst of that, they come to Jairus and said, it's worse. Matter of fact, don't even trouble Jesus any longer. Your home's a wreck. Your daughter is not sick. She is now dead. There is no hope. The middle is very important in how you respond. Fear began to set in because Jesus overheard it. And the Bible said he looked at Jairus and said, do not fear. I believe in a moment he realized that fear was about to paralyze Jairus and the journey of fate was about to stop. The journey that they began on the edge of the lakeshore when he got out of the boat was about to stop. The journey that we started in 2018 was about to stop. The things you were believing leaving for when you came into a new year was about to stop. The middle of the journey is just as important as the beginning of the journey. The what you do in the middle, I find it was in the middle of a field that the Bible says David picked up a rock and defeated Goliath. It was in the middle of the Jordan where the children of Israel got rocks because they knew they were about to cross into a place of promise and they were going to build a memorial. It was in the middle of of the night that Paul and Silas chose to sing praises unto God even though they were locked in a jail cell and been beaten they made up their mind in the middle of my situation I believe Jesus can show up and change everything I believe everything can be broken at the middle the middle is very important Jesus looked at him and said do not fear be of good courage have faith don't let this moment dampen your faith because if you just saw what I could do for her, if you've seen all the other miracles that have taken place, sometimes we have to look outside of our own home and our own life and our own situation to see the goodness of God. Do you realize she had an issue for 12 years? How old is your daughter, Jairus? 12 years old. She's had an issue since your daughter's been alive. She's had an issue since your daughter's been born. And I just healed a 12-year issue and I can still do it in your house. He said, be a a man of faith and do not let fear paralyze you in the middle of the journey. And the Bible said, Jesus began to move towards the house and Jairus had to make up his mind. Would he follow Jesus into a hopeless situation that where it felt like nothing could come of it? And the Bible said, when they got close to the house, they could hear people mourning and they were crying. Why? Because they were devastated at what had happened in the house. They were devastated by the loss and Jesus looked at them and said what are you doing what are you doing she's not dead she's just sleeping they quit crying and started laughing two people in this situation people crying and people laughing people thought it was silly that he would believe in a hopeless situation and people mourning because they felt like there was no hope and Jesus did something He said, I need Peter, James, and John. Those were his three boys right there. He had 12 disciples, but those were his three boys, Peter, James, and John. Those were the ones that were close to him. Those were kind of the ones that rode in his car when they went to the restaurant. (laughs) Anybody ever been in a big group? And you know, you got like the one car and everybody else rides like on the van, you know. 
Those are the ones that were always with Jesus. Those were like his boys right there. And he said, you know, I need you, you, and you, and then the mother and the father. Why? Because there are times in your life you have to shut out all the other voices and make sure the right voices are in your life. Make sure the right people are in your life. Make sure the right people are journeying with you because there are people laughing at your purpose and your destiny, and all they will do is dampen your faith. There are people weeping because they are hopeless and all they will do is discourage your faith and allow uh, unbelief to set in your heart. He said, I need Peter, James, and John. And I need the mother and the father because I know they're desperate for a miracle. And the Bible said they walked into the house. They shut out everybody else. And the Bible said they closed the door. And the Bible said when they got in the house, here's how the story ends. The Bible said Jesus took the little girl by the hand and said, get up. I want you to understand this is what happened. Six went in and seven came out. Six walked in and seven came out. Six being the number of flesh. Seven being the number of God's divine order where he completes the process. This is what I believe happened. He started out over here in a posture of worship. In the middle he felt like he was stuck but he made up his mind that he was going to continue to press and journey on and by the end of the journey I want you to see the perfection of God and the timing of God he said seven came out nothing just happened in the word of God I believe what he was saying was this you started the journey and I'm going to finish the journey and there's some of you that walked into 2018 and you are stuck right now you're stuck in the middle of your journey and you feel like 2018 is going to be like any other year but I've got good news the Bible says in the word of God through the word of God and the declaration of scripture that I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. It wasn't a neighbor that told him to have faith. It wasn't just somebody else in the crowd. It wasn't even the woman with the issue of blood that had been healed. It was Jesus himself. He said, Jairus, if you will just have faith. And I want to challenge someone today that you're in the middle of 2018. Where have you been? What has God already done? What were you believing for when you walked into this year? Are you stuck? Are you sidetracked? Is your vision still intact? Are there some things in your life that you need to reprioritize? Maybe you're giving too much time to this and you need to give time to this. Maybe you've allowed things to get out of balance. See, what happened in that house, Jesus once again proving as he did in his very first miracle. Bible said he showed up at a wedding. I love the story. The Bible said Jesus just shows up as a guest because he was invited. It's really that simple. He shows up where he's invited. You need him in your home, invite him in your home. You need him in your finances, invite him in your finances. You need him in the next season of your life, ask him. Invite him in. He'll go before you. Bible said he was invited to this wedding, went to the wedding. His boys came along and crashed the wedding. The minute he gets there, Jesus' mother runs to him and said, we've got a problem. Jesus must have been late to the wedding. He's like some of you at church. (laughs) That was for free. He shows up. 
Jesus' mother said, something is wrong. We've got a problem. Jesus said, what is it? Said they're out of wine. And if you understood what was happening in this moment and what that entailed, what she was saying was they did not prepare adequately for this party. And not only are they out of wine, but there's going to be a mark of shame on this celebration. And people will look at this union and mark it with shame. But Jesus steps in the middle of it. And the very first miracle of his life, this is what he does. The Bible said he asked for six water pots. Told you six representing the flesh. When we can do all we can do. When we've done all we can do through the arm of the flesh. He said, bring me six stone water pots. Then I want you to fill them with water. Why why did he want water? Because that's all they could give. All he will ask of you is what you have to give. He will not ask you for anything you do not have. He will not ask you for anything or require anything of you that you do not possess. He will not ask you for stuff that somebody else has. He says, I want you to give me what you can give me and let me do something with it. The Bible said he asked for six water pots. Then he told them, fill them to the water, fill them to the top, fill them to the brim with water. I want you to have enough faith that, that they are full. And the Bible said every pot was full. And then Jesus looked at them and said, take it to the master of the of, of the." What he was saying was, God's about to do something in this situation. I'm going to show you what went in is not necessarily what comes out. What you see in the natural is not exactly what I'm doing in the spirit. He looked at them and said, draw out now. Draw out now. And the Bible said they reached in and they knew water had went in. And they ran to the governor of the feast and they gave it to him. He was the guy that tasted the wine. I'm not here to debate today if the wine was fermented or if it was not fermented. That, you, you can research that. But I do know the bride, the governor said this, most people, ordinary people, average people, they put out the good stuff first. And then when everybody is already well spent, they are tired and they are partied out. They sleep in the, slip in the cheap stuff, but not you. You have saved the best till last. I want you to see what he did in his very first miracle. He showed them what goes in in the first season is not always what comes out in the last season. What he did in the beginning is always bettering you for the last. I want you to know in the kingdom God always saves the best till last. It was a miracle when the woman with the issue of blood, that was a miracle. But she was older in life. She had already lived a long life. That was a miracle. But what do you think happened in this house when everybody was laughing and others were crying and Jesus walked in and shut the door and before he left a young girl that had a long life that would live out the glory of God as a living testimony to all that saw her what do you think that would do I want you to know I don't know what's happening right now in the middle of the journey I don't know how you started the journey but I do know this we serve a God that always saves the best till last we serve a God that always sees the future in spite of the now we serve a God that always sees where you're going in spite of where you've been come on jump to your feet the middle the middle
the middle of my situation, the middle of my battle. I told you it was in the middle of a field. David picked up a rock, looked at the spirit of intimidation that had stood on a hillside for 40 days. The king was hiding. His brothers could not be found. But in the middle of the field of battle with a giant that stood head and shoulders above him, David had not been proved in this type of warfare, but his God had. And this is what happens. The Bible said David had been by a brook praying. And before he got to the battlefield, he reached in and pulled out five rocks. See, for some of you in the 21 days of fasting, when you enter this year and you begin to set yourself in alignment, what you did not understand, God was putting rocks in the bag. God was putting grace in the bag. God was putting mercy in the bag. God was putting healing in the bag and provision in the bag. See, David knew before he ever stepped onto the battlefield that it was in the bag. The Bible said he stepped into the middle of a field of battle, reached into a bag and pulled out a rock. I mean, he didn't show up with, you know, guns raging or, you know, he, he had a rock. Because over and over and over and over again, I find that little is much when God is in it. A rock. Pulled out a rock, put it in a sling, looked at a giant and said, today will be your last day on my hillside. I love what that passage said. This is what the Bible said. David was in the middle of a valley, but the battle, the Bible said, was raging in a land that belonged to Judah. Where was David from? The tribe of Judah. He was standing in a valley that God had already given him and his family. He was standing in a valley that God had already given him the title to and the promise to. He was standing in a valley that not only one day would he reign as the king over that valley, but even now being connected to the tribe of Judah, it was part of his inheritance. And when you plant yourself in the middle of the place that God has given you inheritance over, you stand in the middle of the battle with your kids or your family family or your marriage or your finance or your ministry and you just plant yourself in and know that it is in the bag. Why? Because I started the right way and God put in me what I needed to make it through. He put in me what I needed to get to the other side. He put enough in me, enough grace, enough mercy, enough of his anointing, enough of his freedom to stand in the middle. I may be stuck right now, but this is not the final chapter. I may be stuck right now but there's a new season of anointing a new season of grace a new season of purpose I'm headed to the house with Jesus I'm headed to the next season with Jesus and as long as he is journeying with me it doesn't matter if it's a rock or a shoe or just a hallelujah or a declaration Giants begin to fall. Scoffers begin to silence. 
weeping. Tears are wiped away and miracles start happening. I declare it over you today that there is a miracle for your life in 2018. I don't know what you've been believing for, but there's a miracle. I don't know what you've been believing for, but there is great. You say, well, Pastor, it's good right now. Get ready. Greater is on the way. You say, well, Pastor, you don't really know what I've been battling. I serve a God that is well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that is working where? In me, not outside me, not beyond me, not behind me, but it's in me. So in the middle, I've got him with me. In the outside of my situation, he was already there. In the next season of my future, he is already standing declaring that I am victorious, that I am more than a conqueror, that I am anointed, I am blessed.